0: From B Media Production, this is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business.
1: The great news is that today, there's never been such a great time as to actually have what I call a, a high-touch, low-cost relationship with your prospects and customers.
2: That's business coach, Rob Hartnett. Welcome to Episode 24 of Business Essentials podcast. Brought to you with the support of Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors, Cummings Flavor McCormack. I'm Peter Letts. Sure, the internet and mobile technology has changed the way we do many things in business, including how we sell to customers. But according to coach and keynote speaker Rob Hartnett, business owners need to understand that sales fundamentals remain the same. Rob's had a long career in sales and marketing, including National Market Development Manager at Hewlett-Packard. He's written several books on the topic, and these days, he's advisory partner at Miller Hyman Group. Rob Hartnett tells Chris Ashmore that one of the biggest changes in sales today is access to information. In the old days, you
1: had marketing, which would create the brand awareness, would create the momentum, and people would call in or wanted to find out more. You spoke to sales. Sales essentially was your window to the rest of the business. You kind of spoke to sales to find out about pricing, product, get a demonstration. Well, now the window to the world is the internet. There in fact is no need for a lot of the sales activities in those early times. Sales is actually getting involved, if it doesn't watch itself, a lot later in the buying cycle. So what's really important for people to understand is what is your customer's buying cycle? What are the stages they go through and when are they interacting with you? And what we're finding now be you in, if you're in business to consumer or even business to business, it doesn't matter, is that your buyers are coming to you later in the piece because they're buying and finding out the information a lot earlier on. And oftentimes the only reason they come to you is because they didn't get it on the internet in the first place. Does that mean we
0: need to have a whole different range of skill sets now when it comes to sales?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. We need Sales need to be involved a lot earlier in the piece. They need to be getting their personal brand out, getting your business name out, being about thought leadership. It's about being involved really early on, um, Um, And also attracting customers to you. And so you need to be playing a lot of different media spaces now. Um, It is very different. You can't sit back on your laurels anymore. You need to be actually examining what your marketing is doing, what leads it's bringing in. And even now, the great news is that today has never been such a great time as to actually have what I call a a high-touch, low-cost relationship with your prospects and customers. Is there more competition now then as well? And is that something to keep in mind? I think there's more competition as the world goes global. So I think uh, there's definitely more uh, competition that's there and more disruptive competition coming in as well. And even those big organisations we all loved and thought would never, ever have competitors, a la banks, it's really different. And so now I would be asking people, you know, do we need banking in the future? Absolutely. Do we need the bank the way they are? Probably not. Do we need telecommunications and internet in the future? Absolutely. Do we need a telco? Mm, maybe not. So you're seeing people like big brands like Amazon going really wide in what they're doing. You're seeing people like Samsung going really wide in what they're doing. And so there's new brands that we love and trust are now moving into areas that they didn't ever exist in beforehand. So Amazon's moving out of purely into books, really into food and retail and all sorts of areas like that. So we're getting more competition like that. However, on the same token though, if you know the market you're after, and this is really the secret sauce to sales, you've got to know your ideal customer profile. You don't wanna be chasing everyone. You know, I don't need every potential prospect out there, and you know, neither does, does your business either, and neither does most business. Stop trying to win everybody. You can't, and you don't want everybody. So if you define your ideal customer, then it's a lot easier to work out, well, who are they? Where are they? What are the brands they interact with, and how do I get more of them? So you've got to get more laser focused on who you want to work with in terms of your ideal customer profile. If we
0: look at sales and marketing, and it, we see that as the different sides of the same coin, but... Are they often disconnected with a lot of organisations, a lot of companies, and
1: if that's the case, how do you remedy that? Yeah, look, in most cases, um, sales and marketing are very different. Um, I was lucky at HP where sales and marketing were from day one completely linked, and when I say completely linked, they remu- remunerated together. So that was a different, very interesting way of doing business. I love that because we were totally um, involved with each other's business, and sales was seen as simply a way to get of the marketing of the products. You could go online you can go via direct sales channel. So we were very much connected at the hip and we were in the game together because we were literally remunerated together. So that's, a, that's one way to answer your second question. Uh, but they are different. Marketers think differently. Most marketers, and, and I've worked both sides, so I'm a little strange, but marketers will think in terms of words and documents, and websites. Salespeople will tend to think about more the way they talk, the way they communicate, their kind of body language, and they've had to learn it's beyond face-to-face now. So they actually need each other. Salespeople will know exactly what's going on in the market far quicker than marketers. However, marketers will also be able to write a value proposition quicker than a salesperson can. So it's about recognising each other's strengths and working hand in hand. Now, sales, just like any aspect of
0: business, it's only as good as the people in it. How do you improve the talent
1: of your sales team? It really depends on what you're selling. So there's a lot of misnomers about there that is natural born salespeople. And the reality is there are, but there's not enough of them born to be able to satisfy every sales job. So you must be able to train up your people. And there are a lot of things. Sales is actually more science than art. There's a lot more predictable processes. It's three you should be worried about. First one, how do I create new opportunities? Secondly, when I've got those new opportunities, how do I manage those to a close? And thirdly, of my key customers and my key accounts, how do I retain and grow them? They're the three things that any CEO, business owner, sales director should be thinking about on a daily basis, and they are. And so, actually, you can have three different people, three different types of personalities doing those roles extremely well. So, the question really is what are you selling? Because if you're selling um, high-end medical equipment, for example to GPs, you want to have someone who can go one-on-one with a GP or a surgeon. That's a very interesting personality. That's very different than if I'm selling at a retail store and I'm selling at a toy store or I'm selling at a retail area to consumers and I've got to attract customers as they walk in and catch their eye and, and move them across. That's a very different type of personality. If I'm a chartered accountant and I'm selling professional services, you've got to be really good because you're going to be dealing with customers who might be that surgeon, who might also be that toy shop owner. So your ability to work with social styles, your ability. Deflex flex is really important. But overall, at the end of the day, you've got to know your stuff, know your own business really well, and then know your client's business as much as you can. Now, we talked about
0: the online marketplace before, but with social media, I mean, that's becoming increasingly an area where consumers are hanging out. How does a company sell effectively online and in that marketplace?
1: Yeah. So I think there's a difference between online and social. I'm a a big believer in social and social in B2B is one of the fastest growing areas. So business to business selling and social media, that's a big rise we're seeing in our global surveys, no doubt. The key thing with social is don't go on social just to be cool. Don't go on social because everybody else is. Go on social because A, you want to be there. And secondly, it's a two-way street. You've got to be interacting. I see so many brands on Instagram and other things like Facebook, and they're just not interacting with their customers. They've got customers and prospects literally talking to them. Yeah, you might get a few haters, but you'll get a lot of people who love you as well, and they're just not interacting. And what that tells me is that's an organization that's outsourced their social media to a marketing agency, right? They're not interacting. You've got to be authentic. You've got to be who your brand is and who you are. Also, focus on the right social media. If you're in the B2B space, that's going to be things like Twitter and LinkedIn. You don't need to be doing a whole lot of other things. Facebook is also growing, it's awesome. So Facebook is huge along with Instagram. If you are going overseas or you're importing, exporting, especially in Asia, Pacific or India, you need to be on WeChat and you need to be on WhatsApp. So again, it gets back to my original point. Who's your ideal customer and where are they hanging out? Then use the social media tools that are appropriate to that particular audience.
2: Rob Hartnett. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast. Proudly brought to you with the support of Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors, Cummings Flavor McCormack. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening.
0: This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.